following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Our first reading is from Matthew chapter 25. This is Jesus telling a parable. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. A talent being a form of money. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more. So also... He who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you gathered, scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew what I, that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even that what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we dive into the sermon this morning, what I'd like you to do is take a minute or two to turn to the people you came with this morning, and I want you to think back, and I want you to share one movie from your childhood, and I prefer it to be a Disney movie. I want you to look and say, hey, I remember this movie from when I was a kid. It was always fun to watch it. And maybe you say, uh, if you're a parent, maybe it's a movie you enjoyed watching with your kids. But what is one movie, one Disney movie from when you were a kid that you've got just that nostalgia factor going on? So take a minute, turn to who you came to church with and share that. All right, let's start coming back together. Scout says Wally, that was your movie. Anyone else? Just shout out. What was the movie? Jungle Book, classic. Which one? Zootopia, Robin Hood, Aladdin, Lion King, all classics. 
Beauty and the Beast, another classic. There is something in our psyche as Americans that we can kind of go back and identify. Whether we grew up with Disney movies or we parented through them, um, I know for a while with my sister, uh, the Moana soundtrack was the only thing that played in their van for a while. And as I was thinking about, you know, how, how do we dive in this morning? We're talking about community. We're talking about multiplication. We have this reading, and it brought me back. This reading, every time, brings me back to one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, which is Mary Poppins. The old school, Dick Van Dyke. Um, it was Julie Andrews, right? Julie Andrews. I was very worried I was about to get that wrong. But you know, that classic, there was something about that kind of golden age of those old Disney movies. But there's, there's like the worst song in all of Disney lore. Maybe worst is too strong. The strangest song that every time I read this passage, I, it pops into my head. And that's at one point in the original Mary Poppins, they're looking at the kids and they start singing, when you invest money in a bank account. And that's like, I, I can't sing any more of that song for you. But every time I read the parable of the talents and get to the worst talent, you know, guy, the guy with one who buries it, all I can hear is the master in my head going, well, you know, when you invest money in a bank account, and that's it. I know there's more to that song, but what a weird song to put in a kid's movie, right? <laughs> like, let's talk about banking. But I think that's kind of the point, right? The bankers are supposed to be the guys having no fun, and, you know, that's the whole thing. But every time I read this passage, that scene pops in for me. Now, what often comes after that is, I love to laugh. Ha, 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 I promise you, this is not musical theater by Ted this morning. But well played. <laughs> Online, what you just missed was someone asking for musical theater by Ted. But there's, there's this, this moment in our story this morning where you have these three servants who are given, but the expectation is not just to keep this money, but it is to invest it. It's to take it and to say, you have been given and to use what you've been given to grow, to increase. And I think oftentimes about that, like we are given so much. That here in this story, the master gives these talents, these quantities of money. The man who has five invests, gets five more. The man who has two invests, gets two more. And then one just goes, I'm going to bury this in a field. Just going to straight up pirate this. Because, but, but his purposes are not looking and saying, I'm, I'm going to bury this because I want to make my master happy. He goes, I'm going to bury this because I know that my master is a cruel man. And he makes this assumption that if he loses the talent, if he loses this money, that the master will be so vindictive and angry. And today as we look at community, we want to talk about multiplication. 
And as we talk about multiplication, I want to give you the framework of where this sermon is going to go. We're going to start off, we're going to talk about multiplication versus addition. Then we're going to talk about, well, what does this mean for us as people of faith if we talk about multiplication, if we invest what we have? If we have been given much and there's an expectation for us to then invest what we've been given, what do we mean when we look and say we're about multiplication? And then finally, I want to end this in a very personal way for us here at Narrative. So I'm going to talk the theological concepts. I'm going to talk about how it works in in life, in the life of faith. But then I want to land the plane and get into some very real things for us as a church. So let's pray real quick. Lord, as we dive into this concept today, I pray that my words would be yours. And Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open to hear your word. I pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Now, what I want you to think as we go through this sermon is when I say invest, don't like grip tight your wallet, right? I'm not coming out there going, you know, pastor needs a new plane, right? Like pastor just needs a plane, period. But that's not what we're doing. And investing is not just about money. It's a piece of what we do, but it's not the whole. A lot of times what you'll hear is time, talent, and treasure to say, how are you investing your time? How are you investing what you've been gifted, where you are gifted? And then, yeah, how are you investing the finances God has given you? Because when we look at a community and we say part of who we want to be is a community that looks at multiplication, we we look and we say we don't want to just be about addition. Now, what does that mean? Well, think about it. If someone gives you $5 and then gives you two options, right? Someone says, here's $5. I can add five more. That sounds great. That's $10. I can buy at least one two-by-four. Now, if someone says, I'm going to give you $5, now what I want to do is multiply it by five. Hey, that's $25. Now you got yourselves two and a half two-by-fours. But when we talk about addition versus multiplication, that's a pretty straightforward idea for us. Adding five is okay. Multiplying by five is better. And heck, if we multiply that by five again, we're doing real good. Now we're cooking with gas. When we look at addition versus multiplication and we talk about we want to be a community that's about multiplication, what we're saying is it is good for us to grow Narrative Church, 100%. We want to see our numbers grow. But our goal is not addition. Our goal is multiplication. So we don't want to just say we are so focused as a church about who is here with us, who is online with us, and to see that number grow so that then we can look and say, how great are we? What we want to do as a church is say, even as we add to our number, our vision is set on multiplication, which is about the kingdom. God will look, or or Jesus says in, in, um, I think it's in Matthew, and if I'm wrong, I'll owe you five bucks. No, I'm not going to do that because now I'm going to owe everyone five dollars. That We're just going to throw that away. 
I think it's in Matthew. Jesus looks and says, um, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. So what he's saying is set your eyes on the kingdom of God and everything else is going to fall into place along the way. So for us as a church, it would be easy for us to start navel gazing. And let me tell you, as a pastor, that's, that is something for me that's easy to do because I know all the numbers. I know our budget. I know our attendance. I know our online views. I know all of those things. And it's easy for me to go home some Sundays and go, wow, that was, that was rough. Not based on the word of God going out, not based on conversations with all you brilliant people here, but just looking and saying, well, what are our numbers? What's our addition? But if we can set our eyes on multiplication, if we look and we say, listen, yes, we want to add to the number of people engaging at Narrative Church, but our end goal is not Narrative Church. Our end goal is that people would know Jesus. Addition looks and says, how do we take care of ourselves? Multiplication looks and says, how do we engage people for the kingdom of God? Because here's the thing, I have an amount of outreach to you here, to the people in my neighborhood, to the folks I'm connected with. But all of you are going to work, you're going to your kids' events. Kids, you're going to classrooms. You're going to, to your sports. You're going to chess club. Is chess club still a thing? If you're going there. But you're going to all of these places that I may never step foot in. And listen, if you invite some of those people to Narrative Church, let's do it. This is the easiest time to invite someone to church. Why? Because you can say, hey, here's a link. Check out my church online. It's super simple. You go, hey, you know, here's, here's yeah, I know this Jesus guy. This is my church. This is what we're about. Check us out online. That's awesome. I'm for it. Let's do it. Let's keep growing our church. But the point of growing our church is not so that someday narrative will have a huge sign and a huge building and be able to say, look at how great we are. I want to grow our church so that we can say, there may be someone at work that never steps foot here, but because you know them, they see the kingdom of God. Multiplication takes our vision and raises it up. Adding to our number is not an issue unless it's our only focus. But if we look and can change our focus and we say, listen, we're about multiplication, which means we're about the kingdom of God. Well, what's the kingdom of God about? I'm so glad you asked that question. It's part of my sermon this morning. It's about loving God and loving others. That's it. That's, that's what does the kingdom of God do? It loves God and it loves others. And it would be short-sighted of us if we say the only reason I connect with someone is to invite them to Narrative Church. The only reason I love someone, I love my neighbor, is to invite them to Narrative Church. Listen, that can be a very good piece of what you do, but it might be that you are just called to be the person in someone's life 
that knows the Lord and you need to be connected to them and they may never set foot in our church. But our goal when we look at multiplication is, but we pray that they're part of the kingdom. That we would witness and love people to the point of saying, listen, it's all about the kingdom of God. Because you see, in multiplication, there is addition, right? If I say, I gave you $5, I'm going to times it times five. Well, what I'm doing is I'm adding to you five times. So as we focus on multiplication, I truly believe addition happens. That our church will grow, that God will work, because we have been given many blessings. So that's our first part right there, addition versus multiplication, to say, for us, what we want to look towards is saying the kingdom. Narrative church is a part of the kingdom, but we don't want to be so focused on ourselves that we don't take out the message God has given to us. Now, what does that mean more broadly? What does that mean across the spectrum? Well, we talk a lot about the Harvest Partnership. This is a group of churches that takes very seriously the idea of multiplication, that takes very seriously the idea of saying more churches reach more people, that a group of of leaders, of pastors, uh, of people who are leaders in their church are saying, listen, we want to take what God has given us and invest it so that more people know the Lord. It was a good reminder this morning as I got here and texted Mark and Laura and Trey, who are those leaders of Lazarus Church in Project 242, and I said, hey, we're going to be praying for you all this month. What can we be praying for? And for both of them to say the words disconnected. We want to reach disconnected folks. In fact, one of them was on a call with us. We do Zoom calls every week. So one week, it's the entire partnership, so that's all the sending churches. Um, we have folks that are even kind of outside of that group of sending and planting churches, just leaders who are helping us along. And then some weeks, we have just the planters get together to be like, hey, I need someone to hold me accountable to, and then we fill in whatever that is. And one of our guys this last time said, hey, I got to jump off the call And it's not because this isn't good. It's because my best friend, who I have known for years, who we had a falling out when I became a Christian, just texted me and said, hey, I think I need faith. Can you tell me about Jesus? And we all were like, yeah, you don't need to be here right now. (laughs) And that was one of the things they asked prayer for, was to pray for that relationship. And so the way we do that, one way is we plant more churches. It's not just about us growing bigger. It's about the kingdom growing bigger. So we seek to help plant more churches, whether it is through um, know-how, you know, that talent part of time, talent, and treasure. Maybe it's the talent of us walking alongside folks. Maybe it's just time. I've been really blessed. Mark and Laura, who lead Lazarus Church, they... (laughs) They constantly go, well, we're just taking what narrative's already done, which is like church planters are just thieves. Like that's all we do. We look to the people who are two years ahead of us and we go, that sounds like a great idea. 
stolen. And then I'm stealing stuff from Mark and Laura just because they're better than me. So that's like what we're doing is we're just always sharing and giving and throwing around because the idea is we want to be about the kingdom. And being about the kingdom together in wherever we go. And so we as a church, as narrative church in this place, we are a part of this bigger picture of churches being planted It started just in Houston, and now it's moved across Texas, and now we even have churches in um, Missouri that have joined in with us that they're getting ready to plant more churches, and we get to be a part of that. So what does that mean for us personally, as a church? What does it mean for us to say we're about multiplication, we're about planting more churches, we're about the kingdom? And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work it from a personal level up to who we are together. On a personal level, where I want to start is to say, if we are a community that's about multiplication, the first thing we realize is the good news of Jesus Christ for us. You want to know how to multiply faith in your life? You want to know how to multiply following the Lord? Don't do it of your own works. Stop and say, I need grace. I know in this community series, there's a lot of what you can do. That's just kind of the nature of this sermon series. So I want to bring it back for a second to remind you that what we're about, that when we say what we want to multiply is that Jesus is for us. That the foundation of saying we want to build a bigger church is not about saying we want to build a bigger local church, which we do, or we want to build a bigger name for ourselves. But it's about saying we are a group of people where the gospel reminds us over and over again of our identity in Christ. Why do we do confession and absolution every week? Because it's my belief that we've got to slow down and say, Lord, I need you. That if you had a busy week, if things were crazy, I want us to take at least three minutes every week to stop and say, Lord, my week was crazy. I did some things I'm not proud of. And I need to be reminded again and again that those things do not describe who I am. That those things don't make me who I am. In fact, it is your word that makes me who I am. I love every week when I get to say the words, that he gives the power for those who believe to become the children of God. That is our identity. You are a child of God, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus did for you. And when we seek multiplication, we want to slow down always and remember, it's not about notches on bedposts. It's not about somehow keeping a tally of all the people that we've saved. It's about saying... Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he saved me. There's a great video going around that if I had a projector, we would have watched it four times already. But it's a kid and in a, just a small ditch. It looks like some kind of like runoff you know, drainage next to a farm. And this kid of 10 or 12 
reaches in and starts pulling at something and out pops a full-grown sheep. I mean, just straight up. This kid, no fear. Boom, sheep is out. And he kind of dusts his hands off and the camera follows the sheep as it bounds, it bounds, it bounds. And about 50 yards down the line, it just jumps back in the ditch. And I've seen about 40 different pastors that I'm friends with say 40 different things about this. But I mean, if that's not us and Jesus, I don't know what is, right? It's like, Jesus, I'm stuck in this ditch. And Jesus is like, perfect. Pulls us out and we go, thanks, Lord. Later, <laughs> right? Back in the ditch. So as we look at multiplication, I think it's important for us to slow down and start at a place that says, who I am is that every time I fall in the ditch, Jesus is right there going, boy, you're dumb. Let's try this again. Wow, that was foolish. Here's my grace. That in fact, your identity, even as you bound into the ditch again and again and again, cannot be taken from you. That is sealed in the blood of Jesus. And so that is where we start. And if we look at multiplication to be something about, let's grow numbers, let's do all of those things. No, it's about saying the kingdom of God is needed. I don't know how we can look around at this time in our lives and not say, we want more people to know the king. We want more people to know Jesus and who he is. And so personally for each one of us, we start at that foundational place that says, my identity is in him through the work of Jesus. Now from there, what we do is we seek to be connected in community. That's what we've been talking about these last couple weeks, how we stay connected in community through worship, through the word, through time together, through hanging out. And we know that that's all kind of just strange right now as we kind of come into the next steps of the pandemic and where that's leading. But we're excited to see where that's going. But we've been nomadic for over a year now. And I want to thank you for walking in the wilderness with us. We've just been doing what we can because this is what we can do. We've been actively seeking a place to say, where's somewhere that you know, can put four walls over us? The two walls of the brewery have been great, but we're saying, where's a place you know, that we can come back in? So in a very real sense for us as a church, we are living this to say, if we want to be about multiplication, if we want to have a place to call home, what does that mean? And as that's happened, my prayers have changed as we encounter that. A couple weeks ago, we were actually in negotiations with a spot where we would have had 24-hour access. We would have done all that stuff. The leadership team was doing a great job. We have a great real estate broker we're working with. And we just said, Lord, put up a stop sign. If this isn't where we're supposed to go, put up a stop sign. And sure enough, it was like, in for me, a season of the Lord, me asking him, going, where are we supposed to go? And it's him just going like, yeah, interesting. You should go somewhere. I'm like, Lord, more answers, less questions. And I just kept praying, like my prayers changed from, Lord, where are we going to? Lord, we're going to walk this way until you tell us to stop. And sure enough, he threw up a stop sign. That as we negotiated with the landlord, we just couldn't meet in the middle anywhere. And we said, all right, that's a clear stop sign. And so for us as a church, we still live in a little bit of this 
nomadic where we are in terms of where we worship. Um, but a member of the partnership in a, in a church that's about to start planting is um, uh, Point of Grace in Pflugerville. Delton Weiser is the pastor there. And a couple months ago, he and I were talking. He said, Ted, I'm going to pray for a miracle. He's like, it's so strange, but God seems to work miracles when it comes to real estate. He's like, that sounds so holy. And he's like, it's not, it's just what I've experienced. And so, a, so he said, I'm going to pray for a miracle for Narrative Church, that God would work a miracle when it comes to real estate for y'all. And I said, Delton, that sounds awesome. And I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, okay. And then as we've been in this process of seeking a place, more and more what I've realized is I want us to land somewhere that says we're about multiplication. That wherever we land as a church, we say we want to grow so that we can see more people in the kingdom, so that we can give more money to churches that are planting, so we can give more money to people that are in need, so that we can see our people growing from infants to adults to places where they're going out to be disciples living the story of Jesus. And Lord, I want zero credit for where that happens. I'd invite you to pray that prayer with me, that when we find a place to call home, that we could come together and say, wow, this would not have happened except the Lord made it happen. And I started realizing that's what praying for the miracle is. I want to see the Lord work amongst us to do that. And I want us to look and say, how do we invest? Personally, how do we as Christians look at our lives and say, how do we invest for multiplication of the kingdom? As families, how do we invest for multiplication of the kingdom? As a church, how do we invest for multiplication of the kingdom? Because there are so many people right now that are walking in places where they don't know the Lord, that are disconnected. And my prayer is that we start connecting with them, not so that narrative grows. If it does, praise the Lord. That's His work. But if it means that His kingdom's growing, praise the Lord. That's the goal. And so for us as a church to look and say, we want to be a community about multiplication, it means we care about being together. We care about the local body here at Narrative. We care for each other as the local body here at Narrative. But our eyes are set on the kingdom. That there would be a miracle for us to say, only the Lord could have done that. Look at how good he is. This week after talking with Delton, he sent me... Uh, a meme, a graphic that was just such a cliche phrase, but was so perfect. And it was just the classic, if the Lord hasn't opened any doors, worship him in the hallway. And I thought, that sounds lame. And then I stopped and thought about it and said, if that isn't narrative church since March 2020, I don't know what is. As we look at multiplication, as we look at helping plant churches, as we are actively helping build churches in Ethiopia, as we are working to serve the best we can, as we're looking to continue growing personally together, as we're continually looking to love God and love others wherever he has sent us, 
One thing I know for sure is that we're going to keep worshiping God in the hallway until he opens the door. There was a point where I was really struggling deeply going, Lord, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And you know what? I'm done. I'm done with that struggle. The Lord's taken that from me. I'm now looking and saying, hey, we as a church, a pandemic didn't stop us. Schools closing didn't stop us. A polar vortex didn't stop us. That means the Lord is doing something in and amongst us. And by golly, we're going to praise him in the hallway. We're going to do it together. We're going to look and say, this is our church. This is where the Lord has placed us at this point. How are we going to walk into the places where we live, work, and hang out and live as disciples of Jesus? Focused on the kingdom. Praying for the growth of narrative church but seeking that disconnected people would be reconnected to the Lord. Next week, we kind of just flow right into what's next, which is community on mission. And we intentionally separate out multiplication and mission. Because for us, Sharing the story of Jesus is always important and always needs to be on our lips, but that doesn't stop us from serving folks. So what we're going to do is one of our old school serve Sundays. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to be doing, but I'd encourage you to wear, you know, shorts, a t-shirt. Um, we'll come together next Sunday. We'll sing some praise. We'll have a short devotion. And then we're going to do some things to bless people whether we go out and get our hands dirty or we're just writing thank you notes to people. We're going to come together as a church and say part of what we do is as a community, we seek to bless the communities around us. That multiplication falls right into mission. Because those two things walk hand in hand when we say if we're seeking the kingdom, if we're seeking to love God and love others, if we're seeking to tell that story and reconnect disconnected people to the Lord, that means we love people. No matter what. So next week, dress comfortably. We're going to hang out. It's going to be a good time as a church of community on mission. Let's pray. Lord, set our eyes on the kingdom. We pray that you would add to the number of narrative church. But Lord, not, not for the point of us saying, look at how grand we are, but to say, you're giving us more talents to invest. You're calling us to invest our time, our talent, our treasure. And that as we grow together, we can connect with more people for the sake of the kingdom. Lord, I pray for all the people who are in our lives, neighbors, friends, teammates, friends at school, friends at work. Lord, open our eyes to see the places you have called us to love you and to love those people. Give us the words we need to confess who you are, both through word and through action, that we would be a church known 
for seeking to get the gospel to as many people as possible for the sake of the kingdom. Lord, we pray this all in your son, Jesus' name. Amen.